The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus journeyed to a city called Nain, and his disciples and a large crowd accompanied him. As he drew near to the gate of the city, a man who had died was being carried out, the only son of his mother, and she was a widow. A large crowd from the city was with her. When the Lord saw her, he was moved with pity for her and said to her, Do not weep. He stepped forward and touched the coffin. At this the bearers halted, and he said, Young man, I tell you, arise. The dead man sat up and began to speak, and Jesus gave, to his, gave him to his mother. Fear seized them all, and they all glorified God, exclaiming, A great prophet has risen in our midst, and God has visited his people. This report about him spread through the whole, whole of Judea and in all the surrounding region. The Gospel of the Lord. As you all know, I, I love contexts, and so in, in, in the context of this gospel, we hear about this woman who has lost her son, a widow. And so in the context of this woman's situation, in, in, in the Jewish context, in this time and, and, and place, she is completely dependent on her son because she's now a widow. And by virtue of not having support from her husband, all, all of her support whether that's spiritual, whether that's social, whether that's economical, all comes from her son. But we see here that her son has died, which means that she's now been given to the pity of those around her, to the goodness of her neighbors, because otherwise she wouldn't be able to provide for herself. As we see in that in this situation, she is in the most vulnerable of situations. She has no one to, to, to care for. She has no one to care for her. She has no one to provide for her. She's desolate. She's as if you can say that she's almost at this point put into the streets. And that's why our Lord has pity on her, as he recognizes that her situation is difficult. And so he comes and he, he, he puts in place this act of miracle, this act of miracle which is a reflection of what is to come. Right? He's, he's now manifesting in this later part of, of the Gospels, he's manifesting his divinity, that he's God, that he's truly God, and it's only possible through God that this man is risen from the dead. No other prophet, no, no, other, no other sphere at this point has ever done so. But Jesus does so to manifest his divinity, that he is truly God and truly man. Man and the actions of his encounter with the people, but God truly, by virtue of his, his ability to, to raise the dead to life. I think it's so important for us to, under, to conceptualize that, that God is, that Jesus is truly God. Now this has been debated over the centuries, right? and today we celebrate the memorial of St. Chrysostom who was a, an ardent defender of this truth, that Jesus is God. Because if he isn't God, if he's somewhat of a quasi-God man, 
then why do we believe? We come to understand the truth of the church because Jesus is God. Chrysostom is a bishop and a doctor of the church. And so we know what a bishop is. A bishop is, is, is one of the descendants of the apostles, which reigns, if you talk about how things are now, in a jurisdiction of a diocese, right, or an archdiocese, as, as we are. But what is a doctor of the church? Right, we hear this, these phrases thrown around in, in the Catholic Church, but there isn't really an understanding, right? So when we think of doctor, we think of someone who is a, a master at something, right? So when we say that John Chrysostom is a doctor of the church, it is, it, is, it is a recognition officially from the Catholic Church that he is a, a master of the teachings of the church, right? But what's important here is because, you know, a lot of folks can claim that they're masters of the church, whether they're scholars, whatever else, right? But that in his teachings, in his grasp and understanding and mastery of, of, of the faith and the tenets of the church, his life exemplifies it so that it, it, it and then increases and helps us live out our lives to be holy people. Right? I think that's the kind of crucial point, right? And what makes someone of a master of studies of theology or religious studies different from a doctor of the church, in that their life is an example for us to live then our lives to be saints. So today, as we celebrate his memorial, we keep in mind of all the work that he's done as well as all the work those who have gone before us have done in defending the truth that Jesus is God entirely. And that through that, we are given salvation. We ask for his intercession for our belief and for those who do not believe or who are skeptical of, of, of who, who Jesus is, that they come to believe that Jesus truly is God and he's come to save us.